Hello and welcome to I'm Not Doing This Without Alcohol. My name is Denise Ferguson from Fine Surveyors and tonight I'm here with Layla, the beauty boss. So, hi Layla, how are you? Hey Denise, yeah I'm good thank you. Cheers to almost the weekend. <laughs> no, I don't normally drink during the week but when I'm recording the podcast I have to. So, what are you drinking tonight? Do you know, I asked my husband to go and pick me a nice red wine. I thought, I'm going to go red tonight. He didn't do as he's told, no. He, gave, he got me Pinot Noir. He got me a nice rosé. got me a nice rosé. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't found a rosé that I like for a while, so I might have to steal the recommendation. But I am on the Malbec. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Yeah. And I have a special glass as well. I mean, I have many special wine glasses, but this one here is hand engraved with my name by one of my lovely staff members in my warehouse. Oh, so. cute. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I just drink out of glasses that are the same size as my face. <laughs> so, Layla, what's your business called and what do you do? Oh, which one? <laughs> Tell um, me. Okay. I have three companies in the beauty space. Um, if we go back to way back when, when I started, my oldest company, if we do that, my oldest company is called the Creative Beauty Group. Um, for, it's in its 14th year. And I am, well, I wear two hats in that business. I'm a product distributor and a training provider. So I come up with products. Some of them I import for other brands around the world. Some of them I formulated and brought to the market myself. And then I support those products with product-based training so that people know exactly how to use those products and it ticks all the boxes for their insurance and they're confident and all of all of that good stuff so that's the creative beauty group awesome and the other and the other businesses yeah so early 2019 i brought um a brand to the market called lip envy which is europe's biggest no needle filler um so you may have heard about these these injectables now that can be done Without a medical um, degree, there's no needle, which massively reduces the risk. It allows beauty professionals to go kind of dip their toes into the aesthetics field, but without having to go and, you know, do a nursing degree, um, but still give their clients, you know, nice big natural lips, um, fill in, you know, fine lines and wrinkles, but don't have to go down the medical route and a great way to really increase profit, profit margins in their salon. So that's lip envy, no needle filler. And then during COVID 2020, um, I launched Beauty Boss HQ, which is kind of everything that you don't get taught at beauty school. So um, just business studies, actually, just business acumen, just confidence building. It's very, very much leaning at the moment into marketing because that's a huge pain point for a lot of beauty um, salon owners and just salon professionals at the moment with this massive online pivot and explosion. Um, and the beauty ladies, they have such a mind block and a mindset when it comes to sales. And they're like, oh, but I'm not a saleswoman. I'm a, I'm a skin therapist. I'm like, no, you are a saleswoman. You're just telling to me the fact that you're not right now, you know? And so we go through all of these kind of um, modules, programs, courses, challenges, uh, and that is Beauty Boss HQ via the Beauty Boss Academy. Yeah. So why do you think that people have such a struggle with being known as a salesperson? Because I know personally I have that struggle too. A big, well, in, to represent the beauty um, niche, 
a big part of it is because it, it wasn't taught to, us, to them or to us. I was a former salon owner. Um, right back to the foundations of what we get taught at college or beauty school. We go to beauty school and we're taught, yes, every muscle of the body, every bone of the body, you know, we come out A and P up to the hill, you know, we come out like doctors on the theory side. Um, but when you go to beauty school, it's more about the technique, like how you paint the nails, how you build those lashes, how you build those nails. So all the other stuff, like the retail, it isn't there, which is why so many salons struggle with the sale, asking for the sale, you know? Um, but they all buy in, they all buy into the products because they all buy into the brands that they, they fall in love with. And then they just have those products out there collecting dust. And it's like, ah, you can make seven times more money if you actually sell to these people who want your products. But you know, you only know what you know. So you go, so they go through education, which was missed from beauty school and they come to people like me <laughs> at the Beauty Boss Academy. So, so yeah, it really does stem back to the whole, the way that the whole industry is designed. It's not designed to sell product or to, talk about products that much and that's just one part it's quite a lot of little gaps along the way so so yeah no I feel similar about my business because obviously you know we, we know each other well now and and I negotiate leases yeah. for salon owners and I feel like that is a part that's massively missing for people when they're encouraged to progress in their industry and become you know um top stylists salon directors salon managers then salon owners there's no there's no training to get them up to understanding what for me is the biggest part of the industry. You know, if, if the, if the, the largest chunk of your outgoings is property, then that should be something that they're really well educated on. And I work with people who've been in the industry for 25, 30 years and they still have no idea about it. And I find it absolutely fascinating. Yeah. But as we were talking about before we even came live, the, the thing that people always ask me about is, you know, how do you sell to, you know, other people? How do you market to other people? And for me, it's authentic, 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 you know, be yourself. People buy from people. Mm -hmm. So how do you get across to your salon owners that are in your academy, you know, that, that it's okay to be themselves? You know, I mean, just you saying that has just taken my brain straight to, a consultation for example mm -hmm. and it's made into such a big drama and a big thing and really all a consultation is is a bloody good conversation that's what yeah. it is and it's leading with questions and remembering that they come to your salon because they have a problem they see you as the go-to expert they've already found enough about you whether it's online or pre-online whatever to then make that judgment you know, I'm going to go to her or he for my problem to be solved and help me with my results. And then it really just stems from you having a good quality conversation in brackets consultation, lead with questions. When they give you some information, go back at them with a following question, question after question. And then ultimately just ask, ask for the sale. Okay. You've told me, would you like me to get you that result? Of course, they're going to say yes. And then you present them with the full, the full answer, which is the retail care. Because you can only do so much from the salon. So for them to get the whole package, they've got to do their part of the bargain as well, which comes to the home care, which 
is, you know, both parties are winning. They get their problems solved quicker. And as a business, you're bringing in more revenue into your business. And you are the, I believe, and I don't want to offend anybody here, but I think if you don't do this with your clients, you're almost giving them an, it's a disjustice actually, because they're, they're all spending, they're all spending, whether it's cash or plastic, they're all spending. And you could be there educating them because it's coming from a place of passion and we're all, you know, upskilling all the time in our industry. But then if they don't ask for the sale and have those good, you know, good quality consultations with their clients, what do they do? They go, they go to the high street and they buy. Yeah. And yeah. I, I feel really strongly about that because obviously I've been in the industry four or five years now. And, be and before that, I've been, you know, coloring my hair for what, 20 25 years probably longer than that but a good 25 years and never before I started working in the industry so all of those you know hairdressers that I'd had all of those stylists that I'd had never had any of them explain to me how important it was to have the right aftercare to have the right um shampoo conditioner treatments oils everything like that none of them had ever ever had that conversation with me and I find that absolutely fascinating because if I'd have been educated on how how good it was for my hair as an integrity how good it was for the color to keep it you know in prime condition I would have then spent extra money on all of those products which I do now I mean Jesus I've got three Olaplex sitting on my side you know <laughs> side table in my bedroom no just because Exactly. Just because, you know, before I go to bed, I'll put a little bit in my hair and I know it's super duper expensive, but I also know how much I spend on my hair every month to get it done and colored and stuff like that. So if I'm going to spend all of that money on it, then it makes sense to also have the products that are going to keep it in that condition throughout that transition period. Because the pitch, you know, if you saw me live on Facebook, Instagram, you know, wherever I was yesterday, there's not a vast difference between then and now, but I went and got my hair done today. And that's because I look after myself now, yeah. whereas before I didn't. And I find it fascinating that all of those stylists didn't have the confidence to say to me, if you use these products, it will make X, Y, Z difference. To me, it was about those products are more expensive, but they make no difference. Mm, yeah, I do. I, it is, it's a real issue, even now in the industry. I know we've only been open five minutes. And I, and I do believe a lot of businesses that have been working on their business during lockdown three. Um, the salon owners, maybe there's maybe slightly bigger businesses, maybe the ones that have got slightly bigger teams, they'll take this a little bit more serious. But yeah, there's just, it just needs a little few mind shifts, a change of language, um, and a bit of training, really. And then really, you're giving the clients what they will want as well as what they need. I mean, you just said that about hair. As a lash professional, another example, you spend a minimum £55 for a set of lashes. Not only are you investing in time, uh, in money, but time because they take a couple of hours for a decent set. And just for that lash tech to say, for them to last as long as possible and to keep them nice and clean, I've got this lash shampoo or lash foam. Of course they're going to buy it. You know? Yeah. Well, if, it was, if, it was, <laughs> if it was spoken about correctly in a way of your lashes will look almost exactly like this from now until you have to get them um, put, you know, have to get them done again. Yeah. yeah. 
if you use this product that is X amount of money rather than you looking scraggy by the end of it and desperate to get to me and ending up booking in a week or two earlier, which essentially is going to cost you X amount of money. It's the way that you speak about these things that makes such a difference. Yes, definitely. Definitely. So there we go. Yeah. (laughs) Fascinating. So where are you taking all of your 75,000 businesses? (laughs) Well, I already have gone into Spain. Um, I supply two wholesalers in Porto Banus. But that's, I lived there. I lived there for three years in Marbella. Um, and I just came back in September. Uh, I locked up my house there and decided just it was best to be back here. Family's here. Mother-in-law isn't too healthy. Friends are here. Family's here on both parts. Business is based here. So it was too many boxes to tick versus the reasons to stay. Um, but I am flying back on the 5th of June, so I'm just a teeny weeny bit excited. <laughs> I am really not happy with you, but that's fine. <laughs> I'm going on my own as well. My children are like, Mummy, how dare you go without us? I'm like, well, I can't take you out of school for a week because I'm going for a week. Do you and- have to then isolate when you come back then? Yeah. Yeah. Um... Ten days. Ten days. Yeah. But I can work from home. I don't have to go into yes. my office. So it's, it's okay. Um, whereas the children, they can't go off for a week and then have 10 days off school. Um, and they're going, we're going back for the entire summer. We're going to go July to September. So that's their time. Um, but I've got business there. Um, and there's a few other little things happening behind the scenes at the moment with the Lip Henry brand, um, which I can't really say at this stage. Um, but I bring, I bring products to the market. So I'm just going through things like CE markings and making sure it's all, you know, legal and legit and, you know, put on the European portal um, and all that, all that boring stuff, really. That's the boring stuff. <laughs> it is. That's what I always say about my business, though. That my business is all the boring stuff that makes it, you know, great for you guys to make more profit. Yeah. But, yeah. but the thing is, if we didn't do this side of it, then nobody else could do their side of it. So... Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So. At least we're doing the boring bit with a bit of fun. Yeah. yeah. So you were telling, we met on Clubhouse, obviously, um, and we're both massive fans, but you were telling me that you were bringing something to Clubhouse before we came live. So tell me, what was that? Well, Give I me the gas. Yeah, well, I can't say what it is. I'm okay. kind of wondering where I go at the moment. It was an idea I had way back in January. I joined Clubhouse on the 4th of Jan. I was the fourth beauty person in the whole UK on the app. It was literally um, Debbie, Marta, Layla, Vicky. It was just the four of us. And we were going, it's very, very lonely around these parts. Like, where are all the beauty girls? And we were going into beauty rooms in America. Yeah. And then having our own little rooms because we were like, what is this about? Why is nobody on here? Um, And then I started a keychain in my group, you know, the BBC, the Beauty Boss community on Facebook. That keychain got 350 people onto the platform, which was amazing because it was like the golden ticket to get only beauty professionals into the app so we could all talk during lockdown three about beauty and business. Um, And it's just gone mad now, hasn't it? It's just blown into such a big thing. And so I've got a little something coming up and it's really hard because I want to get excited with you now on your live, but we can't. um, But all I can say is, it's a thing, it's a thing um, where faces and voices will come together. Um, and I think, I'm hoping all the beauty bosses on Clubhouse will make it. Um, and yeah, it'll start coming out 
soon enough. <laughs> oh, that sounds exciting because I'm going to be, so we are, we're doing our branding launch next Friday. So I hope you're coming to the branding um, launch party. And if anyone who's listening wants to come to the branding launch party, I'll put a link below. Cause that's going to be amazing. That's next Friday at six o'clock. So you've got to come Layla. I'll send you a link. Um, but three weeks after that, then we're relaunching the podcast and we're going to have that on all of the platforms. So hopefully we're going to be able to connect the whole clubhouse voice yeah. face yeah facebook everything like that so hopefully it's something like that that kind of ties all the different platforms together that would be amazing it. i love it because i mean you've clearly noticed as well since the industry has been allowed to go back to work social media and clubhouse specifically because that's where we all kind of hung out a lot over lockdown three um the the pit the they're not on there as much, basically, are they? Because they're all back at work and they're trying to find their times. And I've got four different rooms that I'm in a week over there. And some of them are morning, some of them are evening. And everyone's trying to find their place of where they can still fit in Clubhouse because everyone loved it. It was like a breath of fresh air for so many people. And I think it really helped people. I think it really helped people get through that third boring... <laughs> you know lockdown i think we all baked out we all walked out you know yeah. <laughs> well i didn't even i didn't even contemplate the baking but i walked <laughs> everywhere even now i've got two cars sitting out the front and neither of them have moved for weeks because i just walk everywhere because what else is there to do yeah yeah well let's see when all the clubs and the bars and the restaurants open I've already said to the kids and the husband, where are we going for dinner on Monday? We need to book somewhere, definitely. Yeah, yeah it's going to be amazing. So where can people find, it, find you if they want to work with you? Ah, okay, so Beauty Boss HQ, which is the name of the handle on both Instagram and Facebook. Uh, Lip Envy, No Needle Filler, again, Instagram, Facebook. Or, or the Creative Beauty Group, Instagram or Facebook. But we've got a lovely, lovely private free community which i refer to as the bbc which is the beauty boss uh, community on facebook the free club but we've also got now the bbc on clubhouse which is the beauty boss club <laughs> which has got about three thousand people following it now which is pretty epic awesome um, yeah it's really good because people listen and they come through and they're like i'm just in the car driving and then i'd be like i'm just in the car too like you know in fact i'm sure i did that with you do you remember how you <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know i'm still carrying on talking you're like carry on denise like yeah it's fine i'll entertain everyone with the nonsense that i speak but yeah that's how we that's how we met because i came onto one of your rooms to talk to people about like leases and stuff and then it became like a, a oh, big yeah. thing you help so many women this is what i've said to you um you know the least fixer it's so nice to have i am very much all for the women i mean i love you guys love you love you but i'm all for the women so the fact that you represent yeah help them but you're very transparent with your you know you're not just gonna because we're women you know if the landlord is right you're saying the landlord's right and you're very impartial like that which i think is really nice um, yeah because we we can get we can get into a situation where people are like oh shit landlord being horrible to me and that just doesn't get us anywhere if the landlord's sticking to the lease and we just don't like it then then we need to say it we need to say well we signed up to a shit lease and we just we're not going to do that again and that's cool because 
all of us have made mistakes in our business like over and over and over again I'm so transparent about that I make mistakes all the freaking time my earlier years um oh my god I don't think I've got enough fingers to count how many mistakes I made you know but I embrace that stuff like I've spoken about that very openly on on Clubhouse and I think every single successful person and I do that because everyone has a different version of success yeah um everyone's gone through challenges and actually they're just growth they're just growth and they're just feedback that's all they are growth and feedback then you move on and um yeah so oh yeah we've all made like mistakes along the way but yeah that's all part of the it's all part of the package really in business i think awesome well i end all of my podcasts with the eight mile moment so i love eminem i don't give a fuck what anyone thinks about me and i I love eminem (laughs) amazing And you also don't give a shit what anyone thinks about you. And he does all of his rap battles by saying all the worst things about him. He's skinny, he's white, his mum lives in a trailer so that his opponent can't say anything bad, bad back about him. So Layla, what are the worst things about you? Um, I'm awful with time management. Like if you say meet me at seven o'clock, I'll probably rock up about eight. Sorry, just saying. <laughs> we ha- I have a thing, it's called Torah time. Yeah. Um, all my friends, all my staff. I, I even had a column for a whole year in Scratch Nail magazine. Um, and it was called Torah Time because it, was, it just became a joke. It became a joke because I was like everything and everyone. <laughs> so it was a sorry, not sorry moment. And it's been like that I, forever. <laughs> when people, because I'm quite like that as well, like um, one of me and my ex-husband are completely the same when it comes to things like that. My, my new husband, not new anymore, but you know what I mean? My second husband, he is really good at time management. So he will literally be like, come on, come on, come on. Drives me fucking insane. My first husband, um, our friends bought us a clock that had all, like it was a proper clock, but it had all of the numbers like chucked in the corner. And then it just said, doesn't fucking matter. Because we were, it didn't matter what time anyone told us to be anywhere. We just wouldn't be there. We were just terrible. If I was ever employed, I would have been back so many times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. I feel really bad when people say it's like really rude and like we don't value other people's time because that isn't what's going on at all. No, no. no. I mean, I've got better. I've got better, but it's the worst thing. You asked me the question straight away, my mind thought, yeah, I'm pretty rubbish when it comes to time. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can be bad for that. That's fine. If we're both as bad as each other, it's not bad. We <laughs> everything. Almost no, we're, exactly. We're beautiful and we're relatively good at business, so <laughs> that'll have to do. And we're really good at drinking wine. Amy, thank you so much for being on the podcast, Layla. Oh, thank you for having me, Denise. Anytime. As always, if anyone else wants to be on the podcast or you want to sponsor a podcast, you can contact us at podcast at find dash surveyors.co.uk say goodbye Layla Yay.